Get the support you need, literally, from one of our newest partners, Handful, the maker of Dimity and my favorite sports bras. Choose from seven styles of bras in an array of colors. My favorite is the Y-back in white camo. Save 15% at Handful.com with promo code HandfulAMR15. This episode is brought to you in part by Jiminy's, maker of sustainable dog food made with cricket protein. Cricket protein is a superfood. Delicious, nutritious, sustainable, humane, and prebiotic. To learn more and save 20% off your first purchase, go to Jiminy's.com AMR and use code AMR20 at checkout. Dipsy is an audio app full of short, sexy stories and guided sessions designed to turn you on and get you in touch with yourself. Get a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com AMR. Welcome to AMR Answers. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. And this is Dimity McDowell coming in, checking in in the best running month of the year. Right, Sarah? October wins, hands down. Um. Wow, that's an <laughs> that's, a, that's a bold assertion there, Dan. Around Colorado, I will say 100%. Colorado, uh, October wins, hands down. Well, because see, we're, get, we're already getting some rain. It was, it, it shifted so drastically. So a week ago Wednesday, I ran in a tank top and shorts. The following Wednesday, I was regretting not wearing gloves while wearing a long sleeve shirt and capris. Wow. Wow. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's a it's a temperamental month, you know, it keeps <laughs> you guessing. But I got to say, you know, well, especially the cool mornings. I think that that's the thing is I know you can count on a cool morning in October, which, mm-hmm. you know, September around here is hit or miss. And so, you know, to wake up and have a, you know, just know that you're going to be able to go out in a long sleeve, you know, mm-hmm. I think it's just delicious. I know you love a good long sleeve. I do. I am hearkening back to my very early childhood days. My favorite thing to wear as a kid was a long sleeve shirt and shorts um and uh so that's what i've been wearing on you like you like your options yeah i i used to i used to think about that a lot like long on one half short on the other yeah (laughs) Yeah. so long tights tank top or (laughs) long sleeve shorts that works (laughs) yeah so uh so but i have been um working out in just a swimsuit uh (laughs) wow (laughs) in the the pond took what i think will probably be the final two swims of the season at my beloved Kleinline pond so did we um, have a water temp reading before you went I, in? I do not have a water temp, but my goodness, I went a week ago Friday and the air temp was 45 degrees. Oh, wow. Okay. And there was steam rising off the water. So as I said, as I told the geese who were there, I said, well, at least the water's warmer than the air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, Don't talk to us, crazy lady. <laughs> so, so, um, yeah. So the past two Fridays, don't tell my colleagues, Dimity, but I've played hooky and I've gone swimming during the middle of the day, or I guess the first time was in the morning. And then last Friday when you were out, I went, I just couldn't resist. It was a beautiful day here. I'm like, I got to do it. And so yeah. I made, made the drive went up there and um so on oh, the sun was just streaming through the water so there was just these shafts of light going into the green water and oh so pretty it was so just gorgeous and then you know turning to breathe i see the you know colored leaves on the trees and the blue sky i was just in heaven well, maybe October is the best swimming month. <laughs> I, I decided <laughs> this year. <laughs> I decided that September is the best swimming month September because it it month. is it did it is pretty chilly now. And on the second, um, I typically do two loops of the pond. And on the second one, I'm like, huh, I'm not 
I'm getting colder instead of warmer and my thoughts are getting a little distorted. Oh no! <laughs> um, yeah. And then yesterday, Molly and I, she went for a walk. I went for a three mile run and then we went in and we had planned to swim for a little shorter than usual. And yeah, I definitely got a little disoriented during one point of the swim. And I'm like, oh, that's not a good thing to be happening. <laughs> no, definitely not. In the, especially with like no lifeguard on shore. And, you know, I, yeah. I think that's a good, yeah, maybe, and, maybe it's time. Maybe yeah, it's time. And particularly because it's in a quarry. So there are no banks and it's all kind of blackberry bushes. So, I mean, I guess I could cling to the the shore if needed, but it would be pretty it'd be pretty gnarly to do it. So, um, yes, but, but boy, we felt super duper badass, And, um, and then, you know, just put on all the clothes we could find that we had brought with us to, you know, changing by the car that, which is what I do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can't imagine that's super crowded up there right now. Yes, exactly. And I just think, you know what people like, you gotta, I gotta do what I gotta do. I I mean, my, my, uh, my old college roommate used to change like in the back of the van, um, Uh for rowing. She'd always be like, well, if they haven't seen it by now, they don't want to see it on me first. (laughs) It's like, damn straight, Courtney. I like that. I like that. That's awesome. Oh, and then I do have to say that. So on Friday, I mean, it was such a perfect swim. And I thought, oh, maybe that's how I should end the season. You know, I, I like to go out on a high note. But then I looked at my parking pass and I always make a little slash mark with a Sharpie that I keep in my swim bag on the back of the parking pass for how many times I've gone a season. Oh, and I and I'd gone 24 times. And then I found my 2020 pass and I'd gone 25 times. Oh. So it was 24 before I went on Friday. So I just did that. And then, so now I've surpassed it by one. Oh, uh, good. Good. Yeah. I was about to say, we have this is, I, I don't want you going back in that pond, given, yeah. given your head swirlies that you were having. Let's yeah, not, yeah. let's call yeah. it a year. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so surpassed it by one and, um, went in a week earlier. I have got last year. I had the last swim I had was October 22nd, but, um, I'm okay. I'm okay. It's okay. It's okay. I feel, I, got- I feel closure. I feel closure for this season. Yeah, yeah, don't yeah, yeah. yeah, don't try to go make it back and make it better. Get to twenty seven. You're just <laughs> right. that that that's where regrets start happening. Yeah, just start. I can't keep chasing the whatever, chasing the <laughs> chasing, chasing my Klein line record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, do you have any post race blues or is it elation because it's over? Oh, that's a good segue. <laughs> non sequitur. Um, post race blues. Yes, yes, I definitely had them. I, you know, I definitely had that feeling of what now? Because mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. more you miss the, or I miss, I should say, I miss the structure and I miss mm-hmm. the uh, the focus on race day yeah. and the possibility of race day. And even though it was a great day, I, you know, it's like, it's like anything you look forward to for so long. And even if it's absolutely perfect, that still, there's a hole after, you know? Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. yes, you're absolutely hap- happy it happened, but um you know, there's where I think we're programmed to kind of look for the next thing. So, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it hasn't been as hard as, um, like Iron Man. I feel like that was my biggest hole. And this one didn't, cause it, the training wasn't as consuming as Iron Man for sure. Yeah. So I don't feel like that, but I, I do feel a little bit of a, yeah, I mean, the first couple of weeks definitely, um, I felt let down and I, um, you know, I told, uh, coaches Jen and Liz that I wanted to take a break just because, um, I knew if I kept going, like I, I knew that I needed to take a break, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. I didn't want to necessarily have, 
it's like you, you crave the thing that you don't have anymore, right? <laughs> like I kind of <laughs> chafe sometimes against the structure. Yeah. And never, never not like to the point of like, I can't do this, but just like, oh, I've got to fit in a two-hour ride today. Or I've got to fit in. i got to get to the pool and swim. And so I like the freedom of not having that. But the flip side of not having that is it's harder to to motivate for me, you know? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that, um, that does kind of, that is a, a sequitur, uh, leads, <laughs> <laughs> leads into our first question, which is Amanda wondering about post-marathon recovery time. Hi, this is Amanda from Portland, Oregon, newcomer to Portland, Sarah. I am a longtime listener, longtime runner, and I'm about to run a race of my dreams, Boston. And I want to know what, I should do to recover and how long I should recover before I set my sights on running another long race on the trails. So just want to know like how to keep the momentum, but also save my old aging body. I'm 50 years old. Thanks. So, all right, Amanda. Well, first off, welcome to Portland uh, and congrats on running Boston. That's a true thrill, especially with so much lead time. I can't even imagine the anticipation that got built up among all those racers. And so it's a really great question because it's important to plan recovery into the larger scheme of things training wise. Um, as Dimity was indicating there, you know, you just don't want to throw yourself into the next, right into the next thing, especially for a master's age runner. Um, and I speak from experience when I say that. And uh... <laughs> Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely that that recovery. It's hard because especially when you, you train for something, you know, you're used to the high mileage. I was used to long bike rides and the hard mm-hmm. workouts. And it's like you, it, it takes so long to get there that mm-hmm. you're like, okay, I just want to maintain. I just want to stay up on this plateau of, you know, two, two and a half hour bike rides or, you know, making sure that I do this many minutes of intensity a week or, you know, or, a, a you know, I want to stay at a 15 mile long run. But the reality is, is like the seasons change for a reason. Like <laughs> our training goes, you know, ups and downs, the waves go in and out for a reason. Like you have to have that balance. And so, I mean, the super easy, pretty general, but I think it's, I think it's, there's some truth to it. Um, rule of recovery is however many miles you raced is how many days you need to kind of think about recovery. So a marathon Mm -hmm. is 26 miles. I mean, that puts you almost at a full month. Mm -hmm. So that's not to say you're not running for a full month. It's to say you are, you know, I know, Sarah, you're a big proponent of taking one week off after the marathon, then taking, I would say, even another week of cross training. I mean, it depends upon, it depends upon a lot um, of how you see this 26 days. Um, it depends upon your interest in running again. I would say don't run again until you are interested mentally. Um, mm-hmm. It depends upon your schedule and like what you have for cross training options, because I know a lot of us are still not back at the gym and may not mm-hmm. have a elliptical or a bike or something to hop on. Yep. Um, and then it also depends upon um, your body. You know, how, how did you feel at the end of that race? Were you on the verge of injury or were you like super solid and strong, you know, mm-hmm. like that's really, those three things are the things to think about when you think about recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, and then coming back into it, like, you know, if you do want to take a month off, you know, and again, that's like easy workouts, um, strength training's a good idea, like, you know, for the last two weeks of that, um, you know, but just anything that kind of is interesting to you for that day, as long as it involves some movement, right? So it could be mm-hmm. a walk, it could be a yoga class, it could be an easy run, you know, there's no there's no hard and fast rule like you have to do this exact thing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. and then, you know, when is the trail race? I mean, the, the thing about it is she wants to embark on training for a long hilly race on trails. So is that another yeah. trail marathon? Is that a 50 K? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like you need to really be ready again to go for it, you know, mentally. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Because I mean, she, she's not saying, oh yeah, now I want to do a 10 K with my girlfriends, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> at the beach, you know? So, so it's a, another big challenge. So I think the recovery really has to be baked in and, um, observed and respected. Yeah. Um, and I mean, Sarah, talk a little bit about, you know, like you, you typically do what one to two marathons a year. Yeah. So I was thinking about that when I listened to Amanda's question that, it harkened back. I, I forget why, but I did up a list of um, the marathons I've done. And there were a couple of years where I did two marathons. And in terms of momentum, I, like you, like you were saying before, there's that love hate of being on a structured training plan. Like I know before I go on one, I'm like, Oh, I don't want to be told what to do. And then after you get in the rhythm of it, you're like, yes, I love this. Just tell me what to do and I'll do it. And so you have to, really give yourself a breather from being on that training plan, no matter how hard it seems in the first maybe week, 10 days, two weeks to do that. You know, you kind of have to wean yourself off of it just the way you kind of need to build yourself up to being back on it again. And um, yeah, because, you know, because then once Amanda, once you get back on a training program, especially it sounds like it might be different than it was for Boston because it's a trail and and because it's hilly, although Boston's hilly is that, you know, you can feel kind of constrictive. So try to enjoy the freedom that you have between the plans because soon enough you will get back on a plan. So just try your best to enjoy the freedom, the the suggestions that Dimity said of doing yoga instead of having to go for a, you know, eight mile tempo run or something like that. Sure, sure. And I guess, I mean, honestly, practically, I mean, so if if she's training for a race in the spring, you know, I would work back, I mean, if you're doing one of our ultra plans, that's 20 weeks long, right? So mm-hmm. you need to work back 20 weeks, which would get you started fairly soon, but you could also come in, you know, at week five or six, given that you have just run a marathon, you know, you don't have to start at week one, mm-hmm. even though, you know, you've regressed a little bit as far as the length of your runs and your fitness and that kind of thing. And that's right. That's okay. It's okay to regress in fitness. <laughs> it's okay. Let's <laughs> say it together. It's hard for me. I mean, it is hard for me because it's like, yeah. you, you know, you want to, you want to stay where you are, especially when you feel really good. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I, but so practically I would work back and, and get on a structured training plan, you know, with at least 15 weeks to go. So you're ready for a long hilly race. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 And the final thing I want to tell you, Amanda is, um, embrace the mud winter's coming <laughs> as they say on game of Thrones, winter is coming and it will bring the rain here in Portland. It will, it will, but you know, then, the, then the sun shines again. <laughs> so, um, so let's talk some hydration, shall we? Yes. Esther is wanting advice on hydration stations in a race. Hi, this is Esther calling from St. Louis. I'm getting ready to run my first in-person half marathon and maybe a marathon down the road. Um, and I'm using a, um, my hydration pack um, during my training runs. And I'm thinking ahead about the actual race and um, thinking about the how to use the hydration stations. Um, I'm not sure how to actually do that and was wondering if you can walk me through the process and give me any tips and tricks um, how, of how to do that efficiently. Um, so that I can um, stay hydrated and also um, keep my pace goals um, as I'm working through the hydration station. Love your show, um, and thanks so much. 
So, so exciting, Esther. This is your first ever in-person race. I, after listening to this question, I made my lunch and I just kept thinking about Esther and all the new things that she'll be experiencing with a ra- an in-person race. Did you make a, did you make a new lunch too? Were you like, okay, and today I'm going to have tuna salad. I haven't had that in years or something. No. I, uh, well, I, I have my new favorite thing, which is, um, brave nut butter. It is a coconut cashew pecan nut butter. Oh my gosh. Like I am, I'm going to be Ted Lasso. I'm going to leave an open jar on my countertop and just stick (laughs) my fingers in it. It is so yummy. I had to, the first time I tried it, I had to restrain myself from just putting a spoon right in and gobbling it all up. It's that good. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So back, but but back to hydration. (laughs) Well, so yeah. So um, if she trains with a hydration vest and you know, it's her first race, um, I mean, we'll explain about aid stations for sure, but you might want to consider wearing it just because you're so oh, used to having it and, you, you know, drinking at your leisure, right? Mm-hmm, or at your mm-hmm. convenience. It's not yeah. nothing, nothing about a half marathon is leisurely, <laughs> let's be honest. Um, but, uh, but yeah. That's so funny, Tim, because when I was putting together the show notes, I, I just got so wrapped up in her question and it never occurred to me to step back and be like, hey, wait a minute, maybe just wear your vest. Because, I mean, you certainly see a lot of people in races wearing hydration. Yeah. Vests. Yeah. So. I mean, and you, you, yeah, I mean, you put in these notes about what, you know, COVID and definitely there's some, you know, pe- the, the, the races are properly taking precautions. So, you know, they might not be as well staffed or quite as well set up as mm-hmm. um, they would be in the past, although you wouldn't know any different Esther. So that's good. <laughs> yeah, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but if you do, if Esther, if you do decide to um, experience hydration stations instead of wearing a vest or other people who are listening, um, you know, uh, depending on the size of the race and your pace, aid stations can get pretty congested and a bit chaotic. Um, you know, there, oftentimes there's going to be several tables, um, the head ones, the ones that you get to first in the aid station are typically far more crowded. So, you know, bypass those and go to tables later on down. I mean, in the before times, I always kind of felt badly for those volunteers because I'm like, oh, no one's going to those tables down there. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, that might, as you said, that might not be the case in COVID because they may have fewer volunteers or something. Um, I'm assuming these days that the cups would be on a table rather than, you know, it used to be that people would hand things to you and, and there might not be that... Um, possibility for human contact but um if there are volunteers giving out water i always like to make eye contact with the person who i'm going to and you know kind of and you can see me dim because we record on video too it's you know just pointing kind of like i'm coming to you i'm coming to you important, it's important to raise your eyebrows too because Sarah's doing a good job of demonstrating that so maybe maybe even wink or you know yeah, yeah, pull yeah, on yeah. one ear or yeah. something yeah um but yeah and then the other thing about aid stations is um and they may have this either uh, in the like in the show notes or in the like marathon, you know, in your half marathon briefing before, you know, pre-race stuff you need to know. Like sometimes the the waters first and then they have some kind mm-hmm. of sports drinks, a Gatorade or a Powerade or a noon second or it might be vice versa. And then mm-hmm. and they may not have that laid out as clearly, but then mm-hmm. the volunteers are going to be like Gatorade or they'll yell out Gatorade or water or whatever they have in their hands so you can grab what mm-hmm. you need. Um, so yeah, I mean, the thing about it is, is getting, a um, getting a drink. I mean, and this is important to you, Esther. I mean, I love that you're planning for this, um, is 
you know, coaches Jen and Liz like tell you to practice, right? Mm-hmm. Set up your own aid <laughs> station. So, I mean, if this is, you know, if you've got serious time goals, which, um, you know, that's a side note in like, you know, you're going to get a PR no matter what, you're going to have a great day no matter what. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, don't, hopefully don't get too caught up in these kind of details. But if you do want to set up a virtual aid station, you know, um, have, you know, paper cups, some Dixie cups are a little bit bigger and just practice what you got, you, what you have to do is kind of, crush the middle and create a little spout to pour into your mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing again, like if you're used to using a hydration vest, it's going to be different because yeah. if you're running through that, you're not going to get the full amount that's in that cup. It's going to splash on you. It's going to splash on the ground. I mean, you might mm-hmm. get half on a good day, you know? So mm-hmm. um, again, like I-, I love that you're asking this question because we want to make sure that you feel like you're getting all the hydration that you need during the race. Yeah. 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 So you want to pinch that cup in the middle at the top. So it makes like a little almost air set spout. Um, so, and then if you, if you are aiming for a PR or BQ, which, you know, I've been, I've done, even when I'm doing that, I walk through the aid stations to take a goo or drink a full drink or two. And that way I can, you know, take down the whole goo, make sure I get all the little bits out of it. And because the energy that I get from those calories and the, you know, hydration I get from the liquid, it's going to allow my body to make up those lost 20 seconds, 30 seconds, whatever it is. I I specifically very vividly remember walking through the aid stations at the Victoria Marathon the last time I qualified for Boston. And I just thought, oh, now I have to make up this time. And that mile that I had that fear was one of my fastest miles in the marathon. And it's just, you know, you just bring it in. And then also, I don't know, I think that little tiny bit of walking does does a body good. It does a body good. Well, um, so, and this vividly brings up. Sarah. Oh, yeah. So I knew that. Oh, I know. <laughs> um, running in Ogden, Utah, right? <laughs> yep. Uh, and our matching skirt sports outfits are our AMR tanks and like cute little swirly skirts. And um, and I caught up to you and we we're like, oh, let's get some pictures together. And, um, and I was walking I, when you caught up with me. Oh yeah. That, oh, that's what it was. Yes. And, and you so were I, worried about me. Yes. Okay. Yep. Yep. So I went, I merely went into my maternal cheerleader mode. I'm like, come oh, yeah. on, come on maternal. We can do this. We can do this. You know, and you're like, and you were just, I walk when I take my goo. I, no, no, walk. No, no, no. I think I told you once I said, I walk when I take my goo and you're like, come on, Sarah, let's go. And I turn, I'm like, I walk when I do my goo. <laughs> you are very <laughs> adamant about that. I was like, Oh, okay. I get it. All right. Just, I'll just slide over to the left over here and wait for you to take that goo. I knew you would think of that when I, Hold this question. Oh my gosh, that was that was a moment. We had we had a little speed bump there, but it we was, made it. We made it. We got some good pictures in oh our, my uh, gosh. And in then, our pinky yeah. outfits. And then our whole thing of we'd practice so hard, our arms in there, and then we were so tired we could barely get our hands up. I know. That was a tough race, even though it was downhill oh at the beginning. Oh my gosh, yeah. I thought it harkened back to that question that we had recently. A woman who was doing all the a lot of downhill and that flattened out, and I was like, oh man. You, you're gonna feel it when you hit that flat because you it is wah, wah, wah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is very much. It's like yeah, hitting a hitting a paywall on a paywall on a on a podcast you want to listen to, right? Like you're just like, oh, I have to subscribe. No, and you're so excited, you know. Good thing we don't ask people to subscribe here, right? Right, exactly. We're free. 
Oh my goodness. Well, um, whether you decide to wear that vest or whether you, you take all our advice about aid stations, <laughs> Esther, have a great race. That's very exciting. Let us know on our Facebook page. Dimity and I love Handful Bras and the small team of women who founded and run the brand all year long, but especially in October. Handful's cause is supporting women with breast cancer through several programs, including 12.5% for the 12.5%. Handful donates 12.5% of their revenue from their Battle Cry Pink products, read their incredibly cute pink sports bras, to the Young Survival Coalition, which supports young women dealing with breast cancer, which constitutes 12.5% of the one in eight women who will be diagnosed with breast cancer in their lifetime. And Handful's BFF program, Breast Friends Forever, clever, breast cancer survivors get 30% off Handful products for life. They also provide free pad bra pads for survivors. It's truly incredible. I've known, respected, and adored the founder of Handful, Jennifer Ferguson, almost since she started the brand 15 years ago. Yet I just now learned the brand's name comes from Jennifer's dad, who would say about her as a kid, she's a handful. And by the by, she's still very much a handful. It's one of the reasons I adore her. Anyway, I could rhapsodize about Handful's team and their products all day, but I'll save more for another day. For now, head to Handful.com to check out the seven styles and numerous fun colors of bras and order with confidence. Handful offers easy, hassle-free returns and exchanges, so your satisfaction is guaranteed. Save 15% at Handful.com with promo code HandfulAMR15. Again, save 15% at Handful.com with promo code HandfulAMR15. AMR 15. As runners who are often in nature, I suspect we're all trying to take steps to be kind to the environment. Did you know feeding your dog with foods made from cricket protein uses less land and water to produce? And it drastically eliminates greenhouse gas emissions compared to traditional animal protein dog food. Meet Jiminy's, nutritious and sustainable food and treats for your dogs made with cricket protein and other delicious plant-based ingredients like sweet potatoes, oats, peanut butter, and flax. Jiminy's was founded by a mother wanting to make the planet a better place for her young daughter. Insect protein is truly a sustainable protein source. One five ounce bag of Jiminy's treats saves 220 gallons of water versus traditional animal protein types. And if you have an average sized dog, switching from a chicken based diet to an insect based diet saves 480,000 gallons of water per year. Now get this, crickets are raised in cricket condos inside barns which allow them to live in a way as close as possible to how they would live in the natural world. Harvesting time comes near the end of their natural life cycle, which is approximately six weeks. As I record this, I have a small but mighty Jiminy's fan asleep at my feet. Our French bulldog, Augie, adores Jiminy's cricket crave food. He honestly eats Jiminy's with more gusto than any other food we've offered him, and he's typically not a very hearty eater. To learn more about Jiminy's and save 20% on your first purchase, go to Jiminy's.com slash AMR and use code AMR20 at checkout. That's J-I-M-I-N-Y-S dot com slash AMR with code AMR20. As the days get shorter and the nights get longer, you might think there'd be more of a sexy, sexy vibe, but I know lack of sunlight can pull me into a funk that has a negative impact on my mental and sexual health. Relight your spark with Dipsy. Dipsy is the audio app full of short, sexy stories and guided sessions designed to turn you on and help you get in touch with yourself. The stories are immersive and relatable, except when they are delightfully not like real life. So you can select the scenario of your choice, no matter who you're into or what turns you on. Find stories about the fulfillment of a long simmering flirtation with a neighbor, an encounter at a costume party, hey, Halloween is coming up, or scenarios with multiple partners. You can relax. Dipsy stories are high quality, 
tasteful yet still sexy, with new content added every week so there's always something to light your spark. The site is curated so you can find your um, reliable favorites and recently listen to stories more easily. They're serialized stories, so if you get grooving on one scenario or cast of characters, you can keep the good vibes going. Heck, you can even listen to sexy stories based on your astrological sign. As a Pisces, I'm looking forward to an audio hookup with a lifeguard or maybe some seaside sex. Dipsy stories get you where you want to go, whether in the mood for your partner or solo experience. For listeners of this show, Dipsy is offering a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash AMR. That's a 30-day free trial when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash AMR. Dipsystories.com slash AMR. So this last one comes from Carrie, who needs help prodding a relay partner to train. Hi, it's Carrie from Iowa. My question is, I'm signed up to run um, a relay half marathon with a friend of mine, um, and she's not training. Um, so I'm not really sure how to approach it or how to gently encourage her. Um, she's sending me all the vibes that, yep, she wants to do it. We're in it. She wants to spend time and do this together. But every time I say, how's it going? She's not been training. So can you help? What do, what does a mother rather friend do in this situation? Thanks. Oh, geez, this is a tough one, I got to say, because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like, um, well, yeah, well, before we get into the answer, you get you get to uh, go do your own relay this weekend. I know, right? I know. Three cheers for half marathon relays. I'm doing one this weekend, and I'm fortunate enough that I run once a week with my relay partner so we can discuss expectations. But I know, you know, we're, we're accountable to each other, at least on Tuesday mornings. On Tuesday mornings. Yeah. Who knows what's going to happen on race day? But yeah, I think, you know, the thing about it is, is this is really hard because it's, it's like me, Sarah, coming up to you in, in that race, you know, and and I'm being like, come on, come on, let's go. And you are very much doing your own thing. And I very much just want to help. Right. And that's, and those are two very, sometimes those paths are not parallel. (laughs) Sometimes they intersect in a big fat accident. So it's hard with Carrie, because, you know, she wants to help her friend. I mean, everyone knows that at the end of the day, you know, taking care of yourself, forward movement, all that kind of stuff is great, not just for, you know, your physical health, but your mental health and being in fresh air and blah, we all know, we all know it, right. But Mm -hmm. it's very hard to ask somebody who is um, committed to you and excited to say, okay, well, what's, what's our plan. But I think that's actually what she needs to do and just say, you know, Carrie say, what's just, I'm just curious, like, you know, what are your expectations for this race? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and in a light way, you know, like you can be like, you know, I'm looking forward to the, you know, the donuts and the beer at the end or something like that. What mm-hmm. are your expectations <laughs> for this race or something like that? You know? So it's just mm-hmm. like, but putting the question out there so that they can have a, an honest conversation because if Carrie's training, you know, if it's say it's the half marathon relay and Carrie's, you know, gunning to run her fastest 10 K or a little, you know, a little over that, you know, mm-hmm. ever, and her partner is not pulling her weight, so to speak. And, you know, Carrie wants to be on the podium and the partner doesn't care. You mm-hmm. know, that's just not going to make for a really, even though 
I'm sure at the end of the day, it'll be fine. It's not going to make for the best memories mm-hmm. and experience, right? It, exactly. They might not be able to laugh as we are now with the Ogden memory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, um, I will, but it's only taken, what, like, you know, seven or eight years. So. Right, right. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think it would be ideal, like the way Trisha and I can at least train together one day a week or run together. We don't know. It's not a training training situation exactly. But that if, Carrie, if you could run with your friend, because then you get that time together, which it sounds like you're both looking for. And then you can, you know, she's accountable one day a week or two days a week or something like that. You know, Tim, that's like a, a BOGO time together and she's exactly. putting in the miles. You love yeah. a good BOGO. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. You yeah. could also do like a good, you know, a, a, just a text. I mean, again, like I think having the conversation is the most important thing. Like mm-hmm. now, if you're hearing this, Carrie, mm-hmm. and then because if the race is still a couple weeks away or a couple months away, you have some time to get on the same page. And and it may be that Carrie wants to gun it and the friend wants to go run her, just run. And that's okay, mm-hmm. you know, as long mm-hmm. as Carrie's kind of made peace with that or mm-hmm. whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, but texting I think is great. You know, accountability is really the name of it. Going back to our original conversation at the beginning of this podcast, you know, that was so great, the structure and the accountability. And so having, you know, a text back and forth, did you run today? What'd you do today? Today's rest mm-hmm. day, cool. I'm getting after it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Marco Polo, which I know, Sarah, you brought up in the notes. And I got to say, there's a Marco Polo. I'm, I'm editing a post for tomorrow right now about um, Marco Polo teammates. And it's amazing that's a, that, that video app, how it um, how it really engages and really kind of um, connects you with people in, in unexpected ways. It does. It does, because it's also it's the so Marco Polo, it's a free app and that you let's say we use it when we did a relay in uh, my team used it when I did a relay and love the run series. I guess that was last summer, maybe, maybe not, that must be a year ago now. My gosh. Um, and so, you know, if I, while I was doing my relay, I could make a video and it just waits there. And so it's not this urgency of reply to me, reply to me. It's waiting there, this inspiration, this motivation, maybe a joke, uh, anecdote, whatever. And so the people, your teammates or your friend can come to it when they want in their own time, which for me, is sometimes the bummer thing about social media is that it's right there in your face. And so I, I just like the, um, that, and, um, yeah. So I think the, I think the accountability, cause I also think about, we did a podcast, a Friday podcast about, do you remember those two women who joined us at Rancho La Puerta and they were friends, they were roommates from college. Yep. Yep. I One of them was a filmmaker. Yeah. yeah. And they live on opposite coasts. And when they do their runs, their long runs on the weekends, they talk to each other on a Bluetooth headset pretty much the whole time yeah. so they'll they'll be out there for like two hours talking to each other so you know that's, yeah that's definitely that's an option i was going to throw that out there as well and we've had other people do that like during a relay or during you know dirt you know if if, if you want to just chat with each other and be out there together i think that's another way to do it mm-hmm. um the other thing that you could do just throwing it out if that conversation of like what's you know what's your goal here whatever is too much like just talk about like do we want start with do we want a costume you know like mm-hmm. how connected are we you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the costume or wear you know similar outfits you don't have yeah. to yeah. Dress in butterfly wings and grasshopper <laughs> legs, you know? <laughs> Don't have to be Tinkerbell, like two tall women I know. <laughs> Princess. Or... Oh, my. Oh, my. Well, Carrie, I hope it goes well. And um, again, I think just getting on the same page is going to make all the difference. So do that and then go have a great time because it's yeah. fu- it is so fun to do a relay. I saw, um, oh, at one of the aqua bikes that I did, they had a, a, a triathlon relay division and mm. the, it was uh, two women and a guy and they were all about um, 
champagne. Like they, they won their division <laughs> and they, the, the women had like, um, you know, leggings like that had like champagne on them. And the guy like popped a bottle on the podium and, oh and the gosh. announcer was just like, you know, if you've never done a relay, it's so fun, you know, like it's, a, yeah. it's a different vibe than, you know, training really hard and doing the whole thing by yourself. But it is, there's something to be really sad about the shared experience. So yeah. Yeah. Fun, 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 fun. Nice. Well, so we love these questions. Thanks you guys for calling in Carrie and, um, who Esther, else? Esther and Amanda. Amanda. And Amanda. Yep. Yes. Very mm-hmm. nice. Um, give us a call at four seven zero badass one four seven zero two two three two seven seven one. Leave your first name and where you're calling from and keep your message to about 90 seconds or less, please. And thank you. Yep. Yep. And also, um, while we're on the please train, uh, please subscribe to the another mother runner podcast so that it automatically downloads into your feed. That way it's waiting for you on your next run or carpool drive or commute. And it helps bolster our download numbers. Thank you very much. Yeah. And that means that we're not going to put it behind the paywall. I'm yeah. just kidding. We've never <laughs> talked about that. And don't even think I'm just, you know, putting the fear of God. You know, I'm not. Um, okay. So keep the questions coming. Um, we're here with answers and just know that when we take a goo, we walk. Okay. Okay. <laughs>